Going on guys welcome back to network chuck this is another live stream we're doing it here in the server room that's what we're kind of calling this thing the server room joining me i have mr austin i never know how to refer to you bro <laughs> that's fine mr austin works <laughs> mr austin <laughs> and also i'm so tempted to call you al i'm just gonna call you alex we have Thank alex you. here i appreciate you calling me alex welcome, please alex. don't say al in the comments <laughs> Actually, speaking of the comments, I so appreciate this comment here. Let me send that up here. Oh, yeah. And honestly, I think that that helped. That scripting helped totally. Thank you, guys. <laughs> How about turn it off? <laughs> Michaela does it. I do it. Oh, you do it. Thank you, Michaela. All right, anyways, today we're just going to be chilling. Um, I want to just hang out with you guys. We realize that doing a live stream every week on a particular topic, it's kind of hard because we're a busy team. Like <laughs> yeah. we, we're not, not only are we producing YouTube videos, but we're, uh, we're actually also producing academy courses like crazy. Yeah. So we're always busy. So it's like live stream time. Okay, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to do? I don't know. And then we have the genius idea of just like, what if we just got on the stream and hung out and talk with people and just try to get to know you guys better and answer some questions. And that's what we're going to do. Um, I'm just going to kind of go over... So stuff I learned throughout the week, what we're working on, things I'm excited about. Maybe there's some crazy stuff in the news that we have to talk about. Like, 
I just read something just now that made me so mad because it, it kind of scooped a video I'm working on. We'll talk about it here in a bit. I'm so pissed about this. Fuming. <laughs> um, hey, talking Sasquatch, man. I see him in the chat. Dude, I love your Flipper Zero videos, seriously. Um, speaking of Flipper Zero, I guess you should, should kind of talk about that. That's making some waves. Have you guys heard about this? I heard something about it. Nope. <laughs> I have heard nothing about it. So Flipper Zero is getting banned in, I think, France and also Canada. Really? Like, they are, it's illegal to use a Flipper Zero. That makes sense. That tracks. <laughs> Does it make sense? <laughs> <laughs> well, today it is them. We all shall fall. <laughs> I mean, so I've got thoughts. And other YouTubers have already talked on this. It's just dumb. Like, it's it's technology. Mm -hmm. And right. what the Flipper Zero is, is just like a, it's a happy meal. It's a combo meal of what you can already do if you find the part yourself. Mm -hmm. You can't make technology illegal. Anybody with the right know-how can do this. Sure, the Flipper Zero makes it easier. I get that. And I, I, yeah. I get the, the marketing behind it. And they did market themselves as kind of a hacking hacking thing. <laughs> I get that. But there's got to be someone in the French government, someone in the Canadian government that's like, you can't do that. It's not going to stop anything. Hmm. Pe <laughs> it's what, it's like, like, like trying to make crime illegal. Like, it's yeah. what? Okay. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, uh, Talking Sasquatch, for coming in and saying hi. Um, anyways, we are going to take some super chats and any uh, comments you guys have. So feel free to jump in here. We did get a new member today, Frank Francis. Ooh, Welcome, buddy. Thanks for coming in. That was a quick coffee break. Actually, coffee break. Coffee break. <laughs> wow, that was said beautifully. <laughs> I know. Um, Anyways, so I want to talk about some things I've been doing this week. And if I see some comments in here, we'll jump in and answer them and have a conversation. Uh, one thing that we just recently finished here at the studio, and it's taken forever. It's been such a pain. And you guys know, it's these beautiful boys behind us here. I'm not sure if we got an angle oh, on yeah. that. Oh, uh, yeah. We do not. Try the other camera. Little, well, our, our camera, bit. you can see a little bit of it. <laughs> it is the 45 drive servers now these guys i i owe you another video on this because they're kind of insane but it's a ceph cluster if you don't know what ceph is <laughs> i'm not very far ahead of you i had to learn what <laughs> ceph was to put these things together and get them set up 45 drives actually helped me out a lot uh but these things are crazy but man did we run into so many issues getting it set up so like, we're officially right now using this server for editing videos and mm -hmm. Um, I think I jumped the gun a little bit <laughs> moving over to a production. So like there were days where you were just kind of the, just chilling. If y'all haven't noticed, there's not a lot of videos coming <laughs> through the pipeline right now. And I, also, <laughs> if you're watching this right now, which if you heard me say that you are, or no, no, there'll be people afterwards. I need your help. I need help troubleshooting this issue that I can't figure out. So actually I'll detail that here in a bit. But anyways, 45 drive server, it's up. It's incredibly fast. We have, this is ridiculous. We have 380 terabytes of usable storage. That's hard drives, just hard drives. We have 90 terabytes of usable SSD storage. It's ridiculous, but we needed it because yeah, we, we had- That like, is crazy. We had 50 terabytes on our old server and we were, we were running out. Like we were like a terabyte away from being done. So that was extremely helpful that we so got my this my first going. time hearing those numbers, 
Actually, I think maybe maybe I've heard them. <laughs> this is my first time <laughs> realizing only, the scale of this I operation. I only talk around. about it all the time. Like every morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we we do have a super chat. I want to shout out here real quick. Real quick, I want to find him in the. Uh, we had this other program we used to put the chats on the screen. It's always so hard to find. Hmm. Anyways, I'm gonna try it right now. There, I found it. Cool. Sending it through. So, uh, thank you for the super chat. Can you get into hacker forums and deep web and see new stuff come out? Now, I'm going to assume what you mean is like, can you find hacker forums on the dark web and become part of them and see like new stuff? Yeah, you can. I, just, I don't, you shouldn't. Don't. <laughs> don't do that. Like, those forums are legit bad. They do have bad things. Um, the dark web is more for like if you're an ethical hacker or you, you have good morals you don't want to do anything bad it's just kind of a sideshow fun to look at kind of discover what's out there otherwise it has no real use unless you want to well i mean i do have a video on how to use the dark web and there are legit uses like to keep yourself private and safe and that those kind of uses are good but hacker forums not so much i, I wouldn't go about that oh that's cool uh chat from roman barons Hi, Chuck. I'm a big fan. ChatGPT made me better. Thank you. I, I, I did make a video about, uh, I think it was last year, about how ChatGPT will make you better. Mm -hmm. And I made that video in response to just myself feeling totally terrified of AI. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else have that feeling That's out there? Funny. Like, AI started coming out, and I just, like, I thought, man, everything I do is going to be replaced. And I'm sure everyone had that feeling, right? Like you see what it can do. It can figure out code. It can code by itself. Teaching, it can teach you things. I'm like, my gosh, I'm done. <laughs> so did y'all have those feelings too? But had? <laughs> <laughs> still kind of somewhere in between. It's not, you can't really have that mindset. You know, it's, it's pointless. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not going anywhere. Um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like we could get a, an AI network chat clone and uh, you could retire, maybe. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, <laughs> also, what's stopping anyone else from doing that? That's the scary part, you know? Truck, you know we're live, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just gave them all our great ideas. No. No, I, I, I've had to come to terms with ChatGPT and all the AI, AI coming out. And I think I've said this before. Humans will always value humans, I believe. Mm -hmm. I, and I, I truly believe that. So we, we value human creativity. We'll always, I think, be able to tell when a human's creating something versus a machine. The lines are getting blurred. But even if we can't tell, I think we'll still value what a human can do. And I, I think I said it before, like, maybe we'll have a certain label on content that says, like, organic, human-made. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. And we, we would appreciate that more. Because, I mean, you're, we're getting to a point where you could probably produce an entire Hollywood movie yeah. with a few AI prompts. I don't know. We'll, we'll get there. Speaking of AI, um, that's something I've really been having fun with the past probably two weeks. And it's a video that's coming out soon. I'll go ahead and tell you about it. There's only, like, 600 people in here right now. It's not going to ruin the <laughs> performance of the video. It's so cool, but it's the idea of running AI local on your machine. Uh, it is, so th think ChatGPT, and that's all cloud-based, right? Like, if you don't have an internet connection, you can't use it. 
This is running local AI on your computer, like literally on your MacBook. And if Alex had gotten the screen sharing working for my MacBook, I would show you this right out. now because it works great on my M3 MacBook. Uh, but just imagine this. You have these incredibly powerful LLMs or um, large language models, which is what ChatGPT is. And they've been trained on so... You guys just sip coffee at the same time. That really freaked me out. <laughs> it's like we're brothers. It's like they're brothers. Um, anyways, that distracted the heck out of me. <laughs> but just imagine having all of that. The trained AI with all that knowledge. Local on your computer. And you don't need internet connection. So like I, I talked about this in the video. Spoiler. But just the, the tinfoil hat version of me. If the zombie apocalypse ever happens. And the grid <laughs> goes down. And we're done. At least, if I have my laptop, maybe a solar panel, I still have AI with me that can help me with stuff. Like, hey, my shelter is falling apart. What do I do? Yeah. My water filtration system is leaking. How do I fix it? And it'll, it'll help you because it's been trained on a ton of knowledge. Super cool stuff. I've been geek deep, di deep diving on that, and I'll show you guys. Geek diving? Yes. <laughs> Did you just invent a new term? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Look, I recorded a lot today. So today I recorded, um, <laughs> what did I do today? Oh, I recorded three, three Academy videos today. So we're producing courses right now for the Academy, which, by the way, that is a sponsor of this particular live stream, Network Chuck Academy, shameless plug. That's what we do. <laughs> um, we are rapidly producing content to make it an amazing place to help you guys learn IT, to get into IT, and uh, hopefully change your lives. Our heart behind this is to produce as much amazing training content as possible and make it free. Uh, and we will make it free over time. We'll produce it and uh, drip it out on our other YouTube channel, which I don't think we've talked about ever. Really? We do have a second YouTube channel, which you may not know. It's called Network Chuck Academy. Maybe Michaela can link it. No, she's busy with switching cameras. Maybe I'll link it. <laughs> you can look it up right now. Network Chuck Academy. It's a separate YouTube channel that we have for our course content. And uh, right now we're actually dripping one of the courses we made just finished this year, or no, this late last year. Yeah. Uh, Windows fundamentals, or just covering pretty much the, the well, the fundamentals <laughs> of what you need to know need to know about Windows. Uh, it's it's a good primer if you're just brand new to something like that, and uh, so if you're trying to jump into maybe the hacking space or you're trying to jump into any other discipline, just knowing a bit about Windows, just enough to be dangerous, can really help you take that next step. And we're making some other stuff, too. I'm very, very, very excited. But we're not going to talk about it just yet. We're going to have another live stream when we kind of deep, deep dive into that. We are working very hard on it, though. Very, very, There's very a lot, hard. a lot coming. Yes. Sometimes too hard. Sometimes too hard. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to lose my mind a little bit. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I got a chat from Quanti TV. What's your favorite Grafana dashboards? Now, I... um. I actually haven't played with Grafana. Now, I 45 drives, they do have Grafana dashboards built into their Houston UI that enables me to see some cool stuff. But Grafana dashboards are on my list to like figure out, play with, and possibly make a video about. That'd be really fun. Oh, and by the way, uh, just before we move on, running a ChatGPT-like thing that's going to be local on your computer, they also have uncensored versions so they have, there's a big uh, local LLM called Llama2, which is made by Meta, Facebook. Uh, they made this thing. It's kind of insane. It took them 6,000 GPUs, uh, over 1.7 million GPU hours. It cost about $20 million to train this thing. And you can just 
download it, put it on your laptop. Case in point, someone made an uncensored version of that. They kind of just fine tune the, the metrics because you can do that with open source stuff like this. And it's uncensored. So you can pretty much ask it whatever you want, which is kind of crazy. That is pretty crazy. Because, you know, ChatGPT, they have the guardrails. You can't mm -hmm. ask it too many weird things. They'll, they'll call you <laughs> out. Yeah, it's like the, um, it's kind of like the, like, Disney of AI <laughs> chatbots like almost. It's like, <laughs> it's like they have all the baby gates up for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, but I do get it. Like, I get it. They have to protect themselves and what they're producing. Yeah. Um, but also value freedom. It's a delicate balance. Uh, but they are responsible for holding up all that stuff, all the server and data stuff, which, by the way, I just saw this. So I think one of the sketchiest things about AI possibly is if it and I, I kind of want this feature. So, you know, in ChatGPT, you have all your chats, right? Yeah. I've got a laundry list. You delete yours as soon as you're done, though. Oh, yeah. Like a psychopath. I've got, <laughs> what? I've got all my chats saved up. I never touch them. They're there forever. Yeah. Who has time I to think I know where you're going with this, Chuck. So, but I've always wanted to like be able to chat with ChatGPT and it remember our past conversations. I'm like, why isn't that a thing? Well, I was asking ChatGPT about this, as you would, mm -hmm. and it's like, well, we we don't do that because it would it kind of violates the the uh, customer data agreement they have, where um, they don't want to retain that data. Uh, they want a fresh LLM every time you interact with it. So ChatGPT is telling me like that's not on the roadmap. It's it's protecting you, whatever. I just read an article, like literally an hour ago, where oh, they're yeah. going to start implementing something like this. Oh, yeah. It's going to start just getting to know you. Today. Yeah. It's going to oh, start remembering wow. like oh, what boy. you do. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like for me, it might start to remember that, hey, you're a YouTuber. It might start to remember that I like coffee or I yeah. have kids. And I'm not going to like give it a prompt to preempt this. It's just going to learn that over time. Yeah. Okay. So that excites you? No. I uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, No. No, the, the more I think about it, the more I, I, I don't like that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I, th I think the, the more we the more we chat with these things, and I don't know what to call them. Beings? We call them beings yet? Is that a thing now? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that one. But we're... we're Not we, yet. We, we, we ask them personal stuff, and we get deep with oh, these yeah. things. And, and that information, if it's not handled correctly, can be bad. Mm, so, yeah. scary stuff. Scary stuff. I'm going to do some super chats real quick. I'm going to try and find them here. If only you guys had laptops, you could help me. <laughs> uh, we got a super chat from... Actually, I can't see your name here. Oh, it's from Assist Official. Hey, guys, this is about uh, $25. Oh, thank you for actually telling me because I would never know what the, the, uh, <laughs> the conversion is. Thanks for all the content you guys produce. My firm is leaning heavily into Cisco Meraki. Am I completely abandoned Cisco Classic? Should I skip the CCNA and go for the CMSS? Which I think is a Cisco Meraki something something or whatever. Much love from Denmark. Let me look it up real quick. Meraki CMSS. Cisco Meraki Solutions Specialist. Now, I would say do not skip the CCNA. And while you may not be doing Cisco classic work and what he means by that is you're not gonna be working with like Cisco, you know catalyst switches and getting into the CLI classic CLI Meraki is more GUI and configuring it that it does have command line. I believe but it's more GUI um, Did the internet just like die for a second? We're still good. Okay, I cool. have the internet. Okay, cool. Then it was just me uh, But I still think you should get the CCNA because that teaches you the foundations of networking and Meraki, while it's all cool mm. and very SDN, it's got a bunch of overlay on top of all the stuff you're looking at. Underneath, it's still the same thing. It's still networking. 
it's always going to be helpful to understand the underlying technologies to have the building blocks and the foundations and then learning Meraki will be a breeze. So I, I, that's what I would do. Don't skip the basics. That's what I'm always telling my daughters and all these people here. Hmm. <laughs> Don't skip the basics. You got to learn the basics, become great at it. Um, anyways, thanks for the super chat. I think I had another one in there too. I'll try to find it real quick. Oh, from channel INC. Let me throw it up here real quick. So thank you for the super chat. When you struggle to retain new information, what tricks do you use to retain it? I'm struggling with a lot of network terminology I'm trying to learn. Now, I'm going to hand this over to Alex because he knows exactly what I'm going to say. I actually did. I immediately know what you're going to say. Anki. 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 Anki? Anki. Anki. So it's this, uh, basically it's flashcards. It's the flashcard program called Anki. A-N-K-I. And, uh... It's pretty amazing. Mm, it <laughs> Perfect is. for memorizing a bunch of terminology, I would imagine. Uh, I've, I'm, <laughs> I'm just learning it like this week, and it's free to download, super easy to use, tons of documentation online how to use it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Alex has been making uh, Anki flashcards for uh, some stuff on the Academy, so we've been mm -hmm. practicing with Anki. It's been... Pretty weird. Pretty interesting. <laughs> Pretty weird. Like in yeah. a good way, though. So, yeah, I'll, I'll make these flashcards, and then I'll test them against Austin to, to make sure that they actually are, like, useful flashcards. And it's, it's a pretty good system, not going to lie. But uh, he just tests my flashcards. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the, the secret sauce, and thank you, Alex. That was a great explanation. Uh, the secret sauce behind Anki is what's called uh, space repetition where it's not like a typical flashcard deck where you, know, you, you might make it yourself on, on note cards tr traditionally and you just flip through them and you never know like which ones you're doing well at or doing bad at. So you just kind of do the same ones over and over again, brute force learning. What Anki will do is if you get a flashcard right and you know it, it'll space it out the next time you need to study it. So maybe the next day and then after that, maybe the next three days, month, four months, a year. And I, I use Anki every single day. I jump in and I'll have like maybe five or six flashcards to review. Because that's how, if you're doing it every day, you're reviewing those terms and you're constantly adding to it. You're going to have like maybe five or six every day. And if you get it right, bam, you'll see that sucker again in four months or however long it is. The key mm. point is that it's going to save you time and get that information nestled safely into your long-term memory. But it's the best way, best time-saving way to memorize stuff. I've been using it for 10 plus years. I use it on my CCNA. I use it on my CCMP. I can highly recommend it, and it's free. So definitely check it out, and thank you for the super chat. Someone commented a bunch of crabs, and that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bearded IT Dead said, I, I talked about something last on the last live stream. I forgot what I was talking about. Something about the Academy. Oh, oh. Oh, never mind. Very old news, Chuck. Very old like news. I'm sorry. Ten minutes ago. <laughs> uh, thank you from Bas Uni for the super chat, and that's their twentieth super chat on the live stream. That's amazing. Thank you so wow. much for being a, a long term viewer and sticking with us. That's awesome. Um, ooh, super chat from Wi Fi Addict. Hey, I get it. <laughs> I was actually talking about Wi Fi today in one of the Academy videos. Um, Cisco, I think it was like maybe two or three years ago. It's been a long time. They invited me out to their headquarters in uh, San Jose, California, 
and they were demoing, demoing some Wi-Fi stuff. And they had like a Wi-Fi lab. And it's really neat how they test their Wi-Fi. They have this, they literally had a toy train set with devices on them. And they, it's like, it looks like a scene from the Santa Claus. It's like the train's going all throughout <laughs> this massive little area. And they're just testing the Wi-Fi signal and how the, the train will roam between Wi-Fi access points. It was so interesting, so fun to watch. Um, anyways, Super Chat from Wi-Fi Addict. You said you thought about going to DEF CON, but just hadn't. Would you come to the Besides OK Security Conference? Um, this year, I'm being real picky. And my bit, what's my word this year? You guys know my word this year. Come on. It's no. Oh. Oh. I, <laughs> I was like, I, oh, I was thinking say no, but I was like, how can I do that in one word? <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you guys are killing me. Yeah. I, so I would love to go to as many conferences as I, as I could, but it's just like when you have a company and you're doing all the things we're doing, and I also have a family with six kids. I have to guard my time very, very uh, carefully. So I would love to go to something like that, but it's I know there's a lot of besides everywhere. I probably won't end up going to besides okay, but DEF CON, that is in my roadmap. That is what I want to go to. I think that's like one of the bigger ones that I can hit and see the most people and uh, see many of you guys. I hope so. And thank you for the super chat. Did I miss another one? I'm not sure. Oh, Bearded IT Dad. Dakota, man, always good to see you. Let me throw it up here. So the Bearded IT Dad, which has an amazing YouTube channel, you should go check him out. Can you, oh wait, okay, there we go. Can you share a moment that sparked your passion for teaching IT or cybersecurity? Additionally, how do you balance this, the need to cover foundational topics for beginners with the desire to dive into advanced cutting edge technologies? Great question. So I'll answer the first part first. A moment that sparked my passion for teaching IT cyber. You know, actually, I was thinking about this moment a while back. Um, actually, I think it was like last week. I was I was working on, as a senior network engineer, and I was asked to give a presentation on this new phone system numbering scheme that I was deploying for the company. And it was like a whole big thing. It was very complicated, very complex. Um, and I, they're like, hey, you got you to give a presentation to non-techies to make it make sense and like, so you can get a green light on your project. So I put, put together this slideshow and I, I, I made it really fun. I was really excited about it, but I just knew they were going to hate it. Like, this is stupid. So I have a room full of like managers and VPs. And I'm explaining this really complex thing that I'm passionate about. I love <laughs> uh, phone technologies and, and switches and routers and all kinds of stuff. And um, at the end of the presentation, I finished my thing. The VP goes, man, that was so amazing. I was so engaged with what you said. And this guy's not technical. He doesn't know IT. And I'm like, oh. And that, this was probably seven years ago. And that stuck with me. So I'm like, man, that was, it was so fun to do that. And it was fun to see how taking a complex topic that maybe isn't digestible to most people, but making it digestible for people who don't care about it, that was fun. And that kind of sparked a desire in me to do more of that. And that's when I started, you know, getting involved with CBT Nuggets and learning how to teach well and take really complex ideas and put them in a small little packages. And um, that was one of the moments I remember. And then the second part of the question, uh, how do you balance foundational topics with more advanced cutting edge things? For me, and if you've seen my videos, which I know you have, Dakota, what I try to do is have a video 
kind of traverse beginner to advanced to expert all in one go. So I'll start with like the beginning of the videos are normally for everyone. So I'll, I'll be very high level, very basic. And then as the video goes on, I'll go a bit deeper and a bit deeper. And I might leave a few people behind, but I try to bring everyone with me to where at least if they don't understand exactly what I'm talking about, they can appreciate what I'm saying and maybe just kind of watch it for entertainment value. Well, that's kind of what I do. So like, I'm trying to think of like, like LLMs. I'm doing a deep dive on private AI stuff. The beginning of it's just very basic. Like you can run ChatGPT on your laptop. Here's how you simply do it. It's very fun. It's local and you can't put it, it's, it's, there's no internet. Then I go deeper and talking about like, what are we talking about? We're talking about LLMs and AI models and you can go to Hugging Face and find all these things and they're, they're trained on parameters. And I go deeper and deeper and deeper until it's like very complex. Like now we're gonna be running RAG, uh, retrieval augmentation. We're connecting it to databases. And by then I would have lost the very basic person. But it's all about just bringing them on the journey. And I think even if they don't understand, again, the end of it, they probably had a good time watching it throughout the video. And that's kind of how I balance that. I would, it's very hard for me to make a video on a very high or um, advanced expert level topic and it only be about that topic from beginning to end because then I lose everyone. Like I, my audience, mm -hmm. yeah. I would have three people watching it. They would enjoy the heck out of it, but just those three people. <laughs> I have to remember my audience is bigger than that. And I'm trying to encourage and inspire and teach a lot of people. And that's kind of how I balance that, if that makes sense. Thank you for that super chat. It's stuff I love talking about. It makes sense too, because like the hope is that like people like us that usually don't know anything say us but you know more than me most of the time <laughs> um it's cool because i can see your excitement about like something and like even if, when i'm like editing it i'm like i don't know what you're talking about but i can like see <laughs> I like, this guy's it gives me a about. peek down that road i guess if that makes sense mm -hmm. i think that's kind mm. of the hope for new viewers or new it people it's like I know this part and then it just keeps getting deeper and deeper but it's like a peek behind that curtain mm -hmm. so i don't know that's yeah. cool. Yeah, and, and that's part of like, I know people don't like necessarily the way I um, clickbait people into watching my videos. I don't call it clickbait. I just call it good advertising, good marketing. But I, I try to package this IT information in a way that I get you excited about it. And then I have you start learning without even realizing you're learning. That's my goal to where you're just, you're just watching YouTube video, but suddenly you learned about IP addressing. Like, how did you do that? That just happened. That's my goal for when I make videos. Um, anyways, great question. I'm going to throw up this super chat here real quick. It's from uh, Wes Sims. Thank you, Wes, for the super chat. What do you think about Ubiquity Dream Machine Pro and Ubiquity, Ubiquity, can't talk today, Ubiquity in-wall uh, Wi-Fi 6 WAPs? or wireless access points. Um, I love the Dream Machine Pro. That's what we run as our firewall right now and our main router. Uh, and it's, it's fantastic. I mean, I, I really, I do have some complaints. Sometimes I do have to reboot it when things get a little crazy, like when deploying this 45 drives uh, monstrosity, <laughs> had a lot of issues there. Uh, but overall, I mean, I've been running a Dream Machine Pro at my home and at my studio for the past three or four years. And it's been, it's, <laughs> been a dream it's been pretty good uh in-wall aps i've not tried but i know my brother did and they deployed them uh, in a few places and they're they're fantastic they work really well and if you don't know what he's talking about like you can actually take an access point and deploy it behind the wall like it's designed to be like that so you don't like see a, an access point on the wall or on the ceiling or something uh, but i haven't played with those uh, personally but i'm a big fan of uh dream machines 
been a while since I made a Dream Machine uh, review. It's been a long time. Anyways, uh, do we have any more Super Chats? Oh, we do? <laughs> Did I miss them? I'm going to search for them right now. Oh, here's one. This is a great question. Gonna throw it up here. Spent is killing you. <laughs> I know. So, question from uh, or a super chat from uh, Mirza Arnott. Thank you for the super chat. What is your experience with Tailscale, Netbird, or similar services? Are you still using TwinGate? I am still using TwinGate. In fact, I use it all the time. Uh, whenever I go back home from my office from the studio, I'm always connected to the studio with TwinGate. I use it to connect my vendors. So, for example, when I was setting up these 45 drive servers, uh, I needed their help because I didn't understand anything about Seth. So they came in and helped me a lot. And I just provided them a connection to our network with TwinGate securely. Fantastic. Um, now, I know that there are similar services like TailScale. I just I prefer TwinGate. It's, it's my uh, my brand. I like it. And uh, I've used it in many, many scenarios and many videos. And it's it's rock solid. And also, it's kind of my replacement for doing things like um, like Cloudflare tunnels. I know it's a big thing. I made a video about it, about exposing your home network to to uh, the Internet safely through Cloudflare. So you can expose your services, maybe host a website. Um, that's great for like public services that you want to have access accessible to random people. But TwinGate for me is the best option because I'm not exposing my, my stuff to just ran, random people. I'm like exposing it to you guys. It's like when yeah. you go home or when you're out and about slug into twin gate it's like you're it's like you're here yeah it's fantastic someone said jack presider is the goat he is he's amazing hmm. he's the uh the producer or the, the guy that does darknet diaries if you've ever seen that podcast oh cool we got a, a chat from uh boyk i'm gonna see if i can throw it up real quick i hope i'm saying that right Oh, you chatted quite a bit, buddy. <laughs> Please don't do that, but I'll go ahead and answer your question. Um, hey, long time ago, I, I got you to answer a question about something. Uh, when he was like 10, he's currently 13, and he's really into Hack the Box and overall cybersecurity. That's cool. Oh, and he had, I guess he had a second point to it? I don't know where it is. <laughs> oh, well, we'll move on. But thank you for chatting in. Uh, I guess we can go ahead and talk about real quick. Now, this is actually, this makes me angry. Um, so Broadcom, the company that recently purchased VMware, they, I just saw this today, they're no longer, no longer offering a free version of ESXi. How do you guys feel about that? Now, if you guys don't know what that is, do you know what that is? No. So, <laughs> about to get learned up real quick. ESXi is, uh, is VMware's hypervisor. So you install a hypervisor on a big server and enables you to create a bunch of virtual machines on that server. Okay. So ESXi is, has been the thing forever. It's what companies use, big companies use. And it's amazing that they offered a free version for people like me and people like you guys that would want to learn that technology. Mm -hmm. So you can learn it at home and then take your skills to a real job. It's fantastic. And I, I'm literally running ESXi on one of my servers in the floor in there. It's on the floor now. Uh, and it's so cool to be able to learn those enterprise technologies at home. 
so killer. And it makes sense. Like, yeah, g g give them the gateway drug for the en engineer at home, and they're going to want to use that everywhere they go. It makes sense. Now it's not free anymore. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, so I'm Team Proxmox, man. That's what we have now. That's what we're going to run. But very, very frustrating. I don't like that. Hmm. So what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I know someone said uh, <laughs> Nate looks at Proxmox for the win. Everybody's saying Proxmox. Yep, yep. Uh, and Proxmox, if you don't know, is it open source? Uh, is it open source? I'm, it's probably open source. It's open source and free, a hypervisor. It's fun, and it has so many features. Like, I've been deep diving on it. And actually, man, last weekend, I spent a Saturday troubleshooting some stuff with my Proxmox. So I've got... I've got four 45 drive servers that are in a Ceph cluster. I also have two additional servers that are my Proxmox servers, and they're uh, they're clustered together. I almost couldn't think of cluster. I'm like bundled. They're clustered together, and they each have uh, two 10 gig NICs. Now, those two 10 gig NICs I have in a bond on my uh, MicroTik switch. Now, I, I know maybe I lost some of you guys, but anyways, <laughs> I, I have micro. I know you guys are like stuff, <laughs> stuff. So anyways, I've got a bond from my, my, my Proxmox server to, <laughs> Michaela's over here laughing, to my MicroTik switch. Things are working great, right? And I'm like, you know what? We don't have a uh, we don't have trunking set up to where I can have more than one VLAN, more than one network to go across these things so I can assign different networks to my individual virtual machines. So one virtual machine could be on my server network and one virtual machine could be on my public network or whatever. So I wanted to set up trunking. Should be pretty straightforward. Looked at documentation, played with it, tried to implement it. Boom, didn't work. Okay, let me try another method. Boom, didn't work. Six, seven hours later, I'm like, I've tried literally everything. I've rebooted this cluster four times. I've redone everything. What is going on? I eventually just go into my MicroTix uh, switch. And I'm like, this is the last thing I'm trying. I'm going to tear down the bonding, making those two interfaces, you know, virtually one, tear that apart, Rebuild it. It worked. <laughs> it worked. It just worked. Um, it's so stupid. So, and how many how, have you guys had that experience to where it's like you troubleshoot it all day, maybe a couple days on something, and it was just kind of a fluke of the software of the device you're working with, and just simply redoing it, or a classic <laughs> reboot or whatever it fixed it. That Turned was off and back on again. Yeah, that was essentially <laughs> what it was, and I spent a whole Saturday on that. Uh, actually, no, I spent a whole Saturday and then I woke up the next morning fresh and I was like, huh, let me try one more time, you know, and I, you know, had a fresh brain, fresh cup of coffee. I knocked it out in 30 seconds, you know, <laughs> figured it right out. It's so dumb. That's the lesson for you is to, uh, don't stay on a problem that long. Go get some sleep, come back stronger. Mm. Oh, bearded IT dad said, I technically need three servers to do a Proxmox HA cluster. Do I? I don't know. I'm still pretty new to Proxmox. I have a deep dive on that. Um, but I'll take your word for it. So you're telling me I have to buy a third one. Okay. <laughs> Michaela, did you hear that? Um, we got a chat from Zero that says, tell us how we can get or build free RDP like Sandbox, for example. So I'm not sure exactly what you're asking, but I'm building something that I think describes what you're saying here in my lab. So you guys don't know this yet. There's a service called Guacamole. 
which gives you this amazing like web interface to quickly log into your Linux boxes, Windows boxes, and have just VNC or RDP right there. And you can actually control access to it with Guacamole credentials. It's amazing. I've made a video about it at one point, uh, but I haven't deployed it here in the lab. I'm very, very excited for uh, you guys to try it. It's gonna be pretty, uh, pretty life-changing. Beyond that, there's Chasm too. Chasm workspaces, if you've not played with Chasm, where you been? It's amazing. I'm not gonna deep dive into it right now. I'll just go check it out. It's what the Network Chuck Cloud browser runs on. If you don't know what that is, go check that out. <sighs> and now I'm getting real tired. <laughs> it is still great talking with you guys, but man, after recording all day, it is exhausting. So on that note, don't forget to go check out the uh, Network Chuck Academy, academy.networkchuck.com. Um, actually, we're really trying to build a fun community over there, and uh, I'm trying to be in there every day, encouraging people, uh, helping you guys learn some stuff, get certifications. Uh, so if you want to support me in any way or what we're doing here, that's the best way. Jump into the academy, academy become a member, and we're going to produce some amazing, amazing uh, content. Alex and Austin, you guys are helping us do it. Nick in Florida. Mm. Nick, you Florida watching Nick. this? Florida Nick, you watching this, buddy? Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Florida Nick. <laughs> and uh, before I move on from uh, talking about Proxmox, my, my goal with my Proxmox cluster is to, uh, oh, I'm sorry, not cluster, my Proxmox pair. I'll do that for you, IT Dad. Uh, I want to have a, a, just an intense Kubernetes cluster that I will deploy everything in. So I'm not going to use Docker, hardcore Docker, just Kubernetes. Uh, but I'm going to kind of deep dive back into Kubernetes and really learn it properly, like really, really learn it. And uh, we actually have three incredible courses that we partner with Michael Levan on. Um, we actually taught at CBT Nuggets together back in the day. And he, uh, he partnered with us to make three Kubernetes courses, beginner, advanced and expert that I'm going to go through. I'm so excited. And you can actually find these on the Academy right now. Um, he's one of the industry leading experts in the Kubernetes space. If you want to learn that stuff, do check it out. Um, I'm going through it here very, very soon. Oh, Ansible. Great question. Snow one. Oh, I like that. Snow one knows. Uh, <laughs> Ansible will be a part of my, uh, my environment very, very soon. Ansible is one of those things where like I learn it. I deploy it and I use it for a video and then I forget about it and I don't use it for a while because I'm just constantly producing videos and I can't be my own IT guy for a while and then I'll forget how to use it and that's where I'm at right now. So I have to relearn it. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to Jeff Geerling for a while. Hello, Bearded IT Dad said, my Proxmox cluster is clustered, but to be properly HA, it needs a third server to vote on who is the master. What's that called? The uh, split brain? Yes, sir. You're absolutely right. When's the next video dropping? <laughs> I'm looking at Michaela now. <laughs> oh, actually, Ooh, this guy's in charge. It's getting a little toasty in here, is it not? <laughs> oh, that's a, so that's another fun project we're working on right now. And when I say we, I mean, it's all in Austin, baby. <laughs> Carry this to the finish line, man. Uh, this one <clears throat> is about the NAS I made the NAS and router I made to take with me to Japan. <laughs> so I wanted something that could hold all the video and content I was uh, making while in Japan and also prote protect me and my family as we went from Airbnb to hotels and stuff. We were in Japan for a month with this NAS. It had to be lightweight. It had to be able to be on a plane with us. It had to have Plex and all kinds of stuff. Dude, this thing was fun to make. Um, the video, 
Not so fun to make. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to make. It's just long. But long, it's going to be good. Yeah. It's just... Uh, It'll be good. A, there's a lot of work that needs to go into it. So from what I understand, it's either going to drop... It's probably going to drop on Friday, right? Yeah. Friday. Friday. Yeah, okay. Friday. Ooh, the release date. <laughs> Woo. It'll be good, though. It's going to be fun. And by the way, I did use Twingate with this as well for that person I asked earlier. Um, we have a super chat from... Czar. I'm throw it up real quick. Why'd you shake your head? I think that's the currency. Huh? Oh, what? <laughs> I said the uh, currency. Dean. <laughs> wow, now we know where Network Tech's priorities are at, people. <laughs> You're fired. Um, so, hello, Network Chuck. I'm all the way from South Africa. People like you have inspired me to get certifications and study. Thank you for your amazing content. I will tell everyone about your channel. I appreciate it, Dean. Dean, thank you so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so sorry that I called you Czar. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, but anyways, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Oh, we got a new member. Oh, no, that's just a super chat. Not just a super chat. Thank you for the super chat from uh, Munir Alam. That's your first super on stream. Thank you so much. Do I have a video? This is from Naragon. Do I have a video explaining VRFs and VXLAN? I don't. I don't. VRFs, I could definitely do right now. Uh, VXLAN, I don't really have a lab to do that. I need to spin up some like uh, EVNG or something and get properly acquainted with uh, all the latest and greatest networking things. Oh, uh, we got a super chat from uh, Rajarshi, or not super chat, just a chat. Rajarshi Ganguly. Hey, I just got a new job today. I'm 25 and I have to do Ansible. Give me some tips. <laughs> love hmm. from Paris. I love Paris. One of my favorite places to visit. Uh, yeah, I would just spin up an Ansible lab in your house immediately, like right now. And all you need is one Linux host to deploy Ansible, and you can just run scripts to that one host. Um, but best case scenario, you can get, get a few more hosts. You can probably do a Docker situation where you're deploying scripts and configurations to Docker. But yeah, home lab that sucker right now. Check out Jeff Gearling. Uh, if you can uh, buy, I think actually he, he may have given his book away. He's got an amazing Ansible book that you can either buy or find for free. I'm not sure. Do you guys know if Jeff Gearling's book for Ansible is for free? Let us know in the chat. That's what I would do. Uh, Nelson Malachi. Let me put your super chat up there. Thank you so much for the super chat. He said, on which academy are the Kubernetes courses? It's on Network Chuck Academy. Check it out. Academy.networkchuck.com. Check it out in the uh, description. Uh, we have those three courses there right now. Check them out. Actually, you know what? I take that back. Two courses are published. The third one will be published probably tomorrow. So if you get started, maybe you can bust out those two courses today. No, you couldn't. They're, they're a lot. <laughs> There's so much. If you do it properly, you're going to be labbing it up and doing some crazy stuff. Uh, but check it out. It's amazing stuff. Uh, Retribution, yes, we do love Jeff. <laughs> oh, someone said, yep. Paris, Texas, lol. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been to Paris, Texas once, but I've been to Paris a couple times. Ooh, okay. We got a we got a chat from Cooler J. What are your thoughts on the Apple Vision Pro? Ooh la la, topical. <laughs> yeah. So we did get one here at the studio. 
Um, I wasn't going to, but Austin wouldn't shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, I had FOMO the second it went on presale. I'm like, okay, I've got to get one because I love VR. I have a Meta Quest 3. I've been using PSVR since it came out. I had to try it because Apple made it look really cool. Turns yeah, out, <laughs> turns out it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Uh, I would say that it is the future of computing. And you, know, you probably watched MKBHD's video and Casey Neistat's. If you mm-hmm. haven't seen those, those are amazing. Yeah, it's okay. the future. It's awesome. Um, it's it's not as clean as, and clear as they show you on the Apple commercials, but it's pretty darn close. Yeah. And if you've if you've like played with the Quest one. Oh, there's like that line of case and I sat where he's like, that's like a toy compared mm-hmm, to the Apple mm-hmm. Vision. Yep. It's just so much like closer to, it shows you what it can be. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Like I, and you know, the first thing I thought I had with it is the applications for education are going to be insane. Now, obviously right now, mm. a $3,500, $40,000 device, not going to be great for everyone. Like it's, it's going to be terrible. Um, the only reason I got it is because I'm a YouTuber and I love talking about the stuff and it's kind of what we do. If I were a normal person, no, would not be doing that. <laughs> Could not justify that cost. But uh, there, I showed Austin this, but there's just, and I didn't show you this, Alex, I'm sorry. I, I didn't show it to you. Well, it's okay. <laughs> is it though? <laughs> uh, there was one thing you could try. It's an app called Jig where you could literally place like a, a, a jet engine in your living room, just right there. And you could walk around it peer behind it look under it the reflections are all perfect you could even just pinch and start to take it apart and pull the parts off wow. and if, yeah. it ha- if it had text on it you could read the text perfectly just get closer and look at the text it was amazing i'm thinking man if we could do this for networking or just learning how to build a computer you just had that there and you start taking stuff apart right there in vr it's amazing i'm telling you it's it is the future uh i love the feature where i can like have my laptop here I just look at my laptop with the VR headset on and it, it just says connect and it pulls up a giant screen for my MacBook. Mm, that's, and that's cool. It's just, it's just so cool. The only downside is that it's very, very uncomfortable <laughs> and not sustainable <laughs> at all. But it's a proof of concept and I'm on board. I'm all in. I love VR. <clears throat> yeah, the augmented reality aspect uh, from Nudist <laughs> that's an awkward way to say it it's <laughs> k-n-e-w dist but i see what he did there um augmented reality is the future apple vision contacts yeah dude you're we're on the same wavelength i was talking to my daughters about it like what's the future what do you think it's going to be probably be contacts that like have some like super high speed wireless technology that connects to like maybe your phone that's running some crazy ar specific chip that can give you all kinds of stuff it's gonna be crazy the future is gonna be nuts the danger zone mm. What is the worst operating system you've ever used? <laughs> Funnily enough, oh. I think it's probably Cubes OS. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. It's The concept is so cool. I love the idea. You saw my video on it, I hope, and then you saw Alex's short on it, which is fun. But it's just not usable, dude. It's so frustrating. Um, if you're super paranoid, go for it all day. But there's better ways to do that, I think. Um, Anyways, <laughs> that's a good question, but that's probably the worst. Um, <laughs> and I'll say something because there are some bad OSs out there. We have a super chat from Tech Anthrop. <laughs> I just kind of perused it just now. Uh, what is the real relationship between the beard and the whole IT stuff? 
I, I think I was very clear about these guys. The more you know, the more it. No, I was gonna say the more you get more gross. That's weird. <laughs> the longer your beard is, the more knowledge you have. You know, like Gandalf and um, Lord of the Rings, super long beard, wise dude. Mm. I don't know if that's flawless right. logic. I don't know what happened with Austin. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's right. Um, from experience, I definitely know more than Austin. <laughs> Man, just kidding, Austin. I'm sorry. Uh, Sinclon says Alex get a beard. Just What's saying. That? Someone said, and this is the legit name, someone, uh, first time joining the stream. Uh, thank you for joining. So happy to have you here. They're planning on buying a Flipper Zero for the fun of it, but they think it's a bit expensive, so is it worth it? Um, similar to the Apple Vision Pro, it feels more like a toy, if I'm being honest. It's fun for certain things, um, fun to mess with your friends, but if you, I don't know, if you're a pen tester, it might be really, really beneficial for you, but it's a, it's a toy. So if you if you enjoy the idea of being able to be on the cutting edge of that kind of stuff, yeah, get it. Otherwise, yeah, it's a bit expensive for what what it does. I think hmm. it's convenient. It does a lot of stuff all in one package. It's the combo meal. Uh, we got a chat from Vanassis X. I'm 38. I'm good with computers and a fast learner. I work with social work and healthcare. Is it too late to switch to IT and networking? Thoughts, pros, cons. Absolutely not too late. Um, I, I know a ton of people who have switched much later in life. It, it's, I mean, it's going to be hard. It's a hard thing. Like anything in life, it's going to be hard if it's worth it. But if you, if you buckle down and you study hard, uh, you've already got great experience just in life and in general in, uh, in, in working that that's going to, that's going to be great on your resume. Yes. My teen knowledge on that, you could jump into a help desk job. Um, initially it might be a pay cut from what you're doing now. Uh, but if you hustle, you won't be there long. You can move up the ranks very quickly. Uh, you could probably skip the help desk if you wanted to and uh, really work, uh, work your butt off. But yeah, it'll, it'll take a little bit of time, but it won't take a ton of time. Like for myself, I can say that I, it took me less than a year to get off the help, off the help desk. And then um, within two years, I was the network engineer making pretty good money, more money than I thought I ever would. It was, to me, it was so stupid that, like, why doesn't everyone else do this? <laughs> this is so <laughs> crazy. And that's the reason I made my channel. I'm like, people have to know about this. <laughs> this whole IT thing is crazy. You don't need a, a degree. You can start at any time. You can learn it at your own pace. And it's also kind of fun. It's kind of like playing when you, <laughs> when you figure it out. Like, oh, wow, I can lab this up. And labbing becomes like you're just playing with Legos almost. It's so fun if you like Legos. Uh, this is a good question from uh, A29 on the beat. What is your vision about the purpose on life? Do you believe in God? Um, so I 100% believe in God. And I would say that that is my purpose in life, um, is to uh, serve God, to glorify God. And a lot of what I do here, actually all of what I do here on my YouTube channel and through the Academy is serving that purpose, to help people, to love on people the way that God loves people. And I'm hoping that whatever I do, whatever I say to you guys, is reflecting how much God loves you guys. That's that's my, my main mission. Now, if God's not for you, I totally get it. If you're here for the IT, that's awesome. We can still chat, hang out, and talk. Um, but that is my mission. If you want to know kind of behind the scenes what drives me, that's what drives me. I want to love you guys as much as I can and um, help you guys get to where you want to be. Uh, 
Question from Mina. How can I upgrade myself in Python? I like all your videos and I, uh, and I learned a lot of your, from your channel. Uh, the best way you can learn a lot about Python is to find something you want to do, a project, and then just go through it. And thankfully, like with things like ChatGPT, that can save you a lot of time because it'll, it'll answer those weird questions that you don't know how to ask in a Google search. It'll figure it out for you. That's kind of like my favorite thing to do. Like, I don't know what I'm trying to do. I'm not even sure where to start. ChatGPT, fix me. And it'll, it'll <laughs> kind of just point me in the right direction. Uh, that's what I would do. Just find something that you want to do, uh, whatever project it can be. And if you don't have any ideas, search for project ideas. And maybe we should do a video on that. That'd be kind of fun. Python project, project mm. ideas. That would be fun. Mm -hmm. All right, we got a few more super chats. And I think we're going to end the stream because we got stuff to do. We got videos to make, other stuff to take care of. And uh, get some Academy stuff out to you guys. Also, I want some dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find the super chat. Give me one second, guys. Actually, Austin and Alex, what are you guys excited about? What have you been doing this week? Hmm. What have I been doing this week? Just staying on that grind. You know how it is, Chuck, <laughs> around here. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Academy work? We're doing a lot, guys. The Academy is going to be crazy. Just wait. It's heating up, as they say. <laughs> they do say that. They do say that. Oh, yeah. About the Academy. No, it's, it's actually funny this week. Some, some of these edits, I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, how much time is, like, going into, like, these cuts and stuff. But I'm like, it's cool because it's like, mm. you just want to see that level of detail. And it's like that, like, sparkle, you know? Mm -hmm. It's fun. Mm, yeah. Right. It's, it's fun knowing that what you're doing is going to help someone. Mm -hmm. That someone's going to be sitting there watching what you just cut. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be learning and changing their lives and, and getting a new career. Like, that's cool. Um, anyway, super chat from Gutsy Toad Sage. Hey, Chuck, I've been uh, on help desk for six months. Just got my A plus, and I'm starting on my security plus for an opening in June. Your content is really f uh, filling the gaps and giving me clarity. Your channel is the best. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, and congrats on getting your A plus, and uh, and being on the help desk. Like, that's that's killer. Like that that was one of my favorite jobs, and it's cool that you're getting the security plus for an opening in June. So good luck with that. Um, I think yeah, it's what is it February now? You have you have enough time to get knock out the security plus. You could do it. And uh, yeah, I'm glad that my channel is serving that purpose to kind of fill in the gaps, make it r more real world. That's definitely what we try to do here. So thank you so much. Uh, we got another super chat. Let me pull this up. Oh, they're asking about Nutanix. Unfortunately, I don't know much about Nutanix. Um, what do you think about Nutanix? Uh, Greetings from an IT infra infrastructure engineer based in Switzerland. I, I never got to play with it in my career unfortunately, but I know that uh, one, my mentor actually, my mentor when I first got into networking who taught me a lot of things, he became super diehard into Nutanix. He like became the the uh, leader in the, ch the local chapter of Nutanix geeks that would just meet and talk about Nutanix. So it's a big deal, it's a big thing, but that's all I can speak to. <laughs> that's all <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Uh, it's hard to keep uh, abreast of all the latest and greatest stuff. Oh, we got another super chat from Vina or a, a, a super chat from Vanassis. And then that's probably the last one we'll do tonight, guys. Let's see. I'll throw it up here. Uh, thank you for the answer and the motivation. I actually know some programming and built some servers on hobby basis. Thanks for the encouraging words. We'll check out your academy. Appreciate your channel. Awesome. Thank you so much for checking out the academy. Uh, yes, yeah, so you, already, you already know some programming and you built some servers and stuff. That's great. 
uh, to take it a step further, um, I just go for some more advanced projects. Just look up like what's an advanced thing to do. Uh, but I hope that helps. And thank you so much for being here. But anyways, guys, that's all we got today. I did not finish everything on my list I wanted to talk about. Uh, so you'll just have to come back <laughs> next week. What'd you say? Next week. Yeah, next week. <laughs> um, anyways, we'll leave, you, we'll leave it with you guys here. Um, don't forget to check out the Academy, academy.networkchuck.com. It is a sponsor of this live stream, and it's kind of our biggest mission this year. So we're pushing forward to try and help as many people as possible get into IT and then accelerate their career. And just stay excited. Like, I know how it feels to be stuck in a job you hate. Uh, to be in a situation in your life where you're just not making enough money, you're trying to support your family, you want to do stuff, but you're just kind of in a rut. For me, IT was the the thing to get me out of that. So I hope that is for you as well. Anyways, that's all we got. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Thank you.